Run. Hello, and welcome to Here's What You Could Have Run podcast, the podcast that talks to real runners about their race experiences. My name's Mark, and I'm a regular runner and author of Run Like Duck. I tend to race marathons and ultras, but I'll have a go at any event really that takes my fancy. I set up this podcast to try and really get the lowdown on races from the non-elites, the sort of middle of the packers like most of us who just want to get out there and enjoy it. Since last podcast, there's been some ups and downs in the running world. Events like the Fox Ultra that we're talking about today have gone ahead, whilst others like the Tring Ultra and the Big Bear Ultra have had to be cancelled. It seems that the more landowners are involved in a route, the more risk one of them refuses permission and it can't go ahead. In the case of the Big Bear Ultra, I was due to run that myself. And the time it took Royal Mail to deliver my race bib, it went from being a going ahead to being cancelled. So it shows just how quickly these things can change. On a happier note, last weekend I ran my first actual real life marathon of the year. I used to knock out oh, at least 10, if not 20 marathons a year. And this year I'm currently on a big fat one. This was a local event by Enigma and runners were set off in groups of four or five to adhere to social distance in the COVID guidelines. Most importantly, it was also the hundreds marathon for my clubmate Neil, who I interviewed uh, back in episode two. Neil's clocked up a lot of marathons previously and then obviously had a bit of a break due to COVID like we all had. But since races have come back, he's been squeezing them in to get to his magic hundred. Uh, the previous week, he ran three marathons, leaving him just two last week to do his 99th and 100th. It was great to be able to join him and celebrate the achievement. And he's now another proud owner of the 100 Marathon Club shirt. I'm hoping he gets on with it a bit better than I do. As to be honest, I feel a bit like a massive tool when I stick mine on. It's not the sort of shirt you can accidentally wear. Coming up, I'm talking to Ellie about the Fox 60K Ultra that she did last weekend. Ellie is a relatively new runner and a few years has gone from a tentative half marathon all the way through marathons and up to ultras. And manages to sustain a very impressive, consistent mileage. She's knocking out 100 mile weeks so no big issue. And it's a sort of mileage if she had a personal coach that was probably making wins looking at what miles she puts away. Uh, you may notice we spend longer talking about her unconventional training and her journey through races than we do the actual fox itself. So apologies for getting a bit sidetracked on this one. Right, joining me now is Ellie, who's here to talk about the Fox Ultra 60K she's recently done. Uh, welcome, Ellie, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Not a problem. Uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you kind of got into running, please? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so I'm Ellie. Um, so I guess I'm a bit of a younger runner in the way, in a way. Um, so I'm, I'm 27 um, and I've already got into ultras, which well, is, is normally... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's normally looked as being like, sorry, what? <laughs> um, hanging around with all these old people, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I got into running um, not so long ago. Um, I have always been into sports, um, always been into like athletics. Um, I played cricket like 
everything but running was just like nah not interested in that yeah uh, long distance running anyway um but then in 2017 um I'm, I'm from the northeast i'm from sunderland and it's always kind of like a family tradition that someone from the family enters the great north run and i thought right you know what i'm just gonna do it um so i got a place and of course if you get a place in one of these you have to do a little bit of training at least yeah, it helps doesn't it <laughs> it does help so i went from kind of running in the gym um on the treadmill um doing kind of sprint training which is something that i've always enjoyed from athletics to actually going like okay well i best get out on the road now um so i did couch to 5k um which i think so many people have heard of now and are really enjoying um or like a class at your local running club or something um i used an app um so at the time, it wasn't like the government um, Couch to 5K app, which is out at the minute. Because you're a diff- famous celeb, don't you, on the sort of the yeah, app? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I have to say, my mum, I helped my mum do it through lockdown. And like, it's, it's a great app. It's a great programme. So definitely recommend it. Um, so started with that. And um, yeah, managed to get to a decent fitness did that 10 mile long run before the half and did the half and i thought i'm not too bad at this um so i got a 145 which is okay for your first one i guess and it's quicker than most people first by a long way yeah (laughs) yeah um and kind of caught the bug from there um so i was living in milton Keynes at the time um and started going to park run and from park run i either luckily or unluckily bumped into a a few redway runners (laughs) and um (laughs) it kind of escalated from there i guess um (laughs) yeah to where we are today yeah well there's like about three thousand members now aren't there There probably i don't know two thousand back then but you still couldn't miss them everywhere you went yes (laughs) yeah it's when you do milton Keynes marathon and you like everyone is there to support redway runners um yes. you realize yeah yeah they've got one hell of a following haven't they <laughs> yeah. did you after that half then were you thinking just do more halves or did you already have your sights set on something a bit longer would you want to go quicker or um i don't really know i think i just kind of thought i like this i want to see where this is going to go um so quite quickly i did realize i preferred longer distances and i thought i'm gonna just train i'm going to enter a 20 miler so the bedford 20 um it was in bedford um (laughs) bless that race um and um i thought if that goes well then i'll do the milton Keynes marathon Um, and the 20 went really well so then i signed up for the milton Keynes marathon which was the really hot year so that was 2018 oh yeah Um, yeah I think anyone who raced a marathon that year will just know it was just... Yeah, that was the hottest bank holiday on record at the time, wasn't it? I don't know if it's been beaten since, but probably hasn't. It was when we went from the beast of the East, whatever, beast from the East, to, to that hot bank holiday. It was, uh, it was a lot. Um, 
but yeah, like I, I really enjoyed that and I knew I could have done better on that day if the weather had been more um, favorable. Yeah. Um, but as I said, I luckily or unluckily met a bunch of people at, from Parkrun and Redway Runners and they already had their sights set on the Green Sands Ridge Relay, um, which is an ultra in Milton Keynes. Um, so they asked if I wanted to come and run with them and I thought, why not? <laughs> not going to get... done your first marathon, you thought you'd do an ultra. <laughs> exactly. Let's That's get awesome. straight in at the deep end. Um, and yeah, so very quickly did that. And then next thing you know, um, that same group of people were looking to do Race to the Stones. And I don't know what clicked in my head, but I thought it would be a very good idea to do that one as well. So, <laughs> were you looking at doing that as a one day or a two day one? Um, so, we did it as the one day. Um, so, it was again, it was that very hot year. So, in 2018. Um, I, I had already been like running quite a solid weekly mileage to that point so I think the training was there and it was like it went well on the day um, but definitely escalated um, a bit quicker from a half marathon the year before to suddenly running 100k. That um, is a bit of a leap. Even going from a half to a marathon that quick is a pretty step up, never mind going beyond. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think that kind of shows where my headset is when it comes to running. The longer, the better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> So how did the race of the stones go then um yeah i've like i um i enjoyed it as a whole it was very very hot that day um there was like a group of four of us who set out to run it together it went really well up to halfway and then um oh well i of course fell over within the first six miles oh, <laughs> my hand and smacked my knees um and kind of hobbled into the second checkpoint bleeding everywhere uh, <laughs> um it doesn't always go to plan doesn't always but yeah other, apart from that um it went very well up to halfway and then two of our team decided that they wanted to sit down and have a hot meal um which anyone who has run an ultra before would realize that sitting down for half an hour and having a hot meal was never going to do you any favors when you had no. to get back again. <laughs> um so we split pretty much into two from that point um and kind of crawled to the end i i learned a lot of lessons in that it gets very cold at night um even if it is hot in the day um you've got to have a good head torch because mine was just horrendous um and the end of race to the stones is really miserable because you run past the finish <laughs> it's not one i've done i know a lot of people say it's cruel they kind of take you out to the stones don't they and then make you then run back to the finish Mm, and I'm pretty sure you know that at that uh, stage in a race, you don't want to go and visit some stones. You just <laughs> want to get to the finish line. Um, you didn't stop for any nice photos, then? 
yeah well uh, they they were nice photos at that point um <laughs> but um as, as a whole i think anyone who has done one of the threshold events will kind of testify that it's like great aid stations great support um it's all signposted for you um it's a very kind of easy way into ultras I think. yeah it's quite people say it's quite kind of corporate isn't it it's not sort of two blokes in a field giving <laughs> yeah. you, a, you know, a map they've uh, printed off the internet it's you know it's more like the london marathon of ultras in terms of support and signage and stuff mm, definitely definitely um, yeah. cool so that one went well so that was that last year was it was that, that was 2018 that's an awful lot still ramping up in that short time, isn't it? From let's try a half marathon, <laughs> to let's do a, a 60 miler. Yeah, and um, I definitely paid for it, let's say. Um, so I'm after... say good. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. Well, after that, um, I got really badly injured. Um, I tore one side of my groin Ooh. and then I tore the other side um nice. so I was out for a good five months um five six months is, yeah a long time out and that you presumably what do you cross train during that there's not much you can do if you've knackered your groin yeah I could I could manage um the elliptical machine cross trainer um, but yeah walking was just not really <laughs> even in the on the table to be honest it was um that's yeah that's what happens when you try and get you, you're just too eager let's say <laughs> yeah <laughs> i suppose really yeah a lot of them, yeah it's about building up slowly isn't it? a lot of people would say a lot of coaches and that's probably wasn't quite building up slow enough was it no, no, um, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> presumably, um, you learned your lessons, you came back nice and gentle after that, did you? <laughs> yeah, well, so this was last year, um, and I did decide, right, I'm not going to race at all, um, 2019, just going to get into running again, enjoy it. Um, and this is when I really found out that for me, running is about, or my body takes um or absorbs it better when i'm running slower for longer periods of time so i don't know if you hear or you've probably heard about the training technique which is like running 80 percent of your runs at like an easy pace or whatever yeah it's the 80 20 isn't it so only 20 percent of your run should be hard effort yeah exactly and that actually works really well for me um <laughs> running slow so I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't race at all last year. Um, but what ended up happening was I moved to London. And when I moved to London, I decided to start run commuting, um, which meant my day was structured very differently. So I'd run about four miles into work in the morning and then about four or five miles back in the evening. Um, and this is how kind of my days <laughs> worked. Um, which was lovely. I really enjoyed it. I just enjoyed running again. There was no pressure. It was just, it was great. Um, and I guess <laughs> it's kind of set me on the path where I'm at now 
in that I actually then moved again when I was in London. So I moved further away from work. So then my run commute got longer. This is when we were commuting into an office. Yeah. Um, and then I was suddenly doing about 13 miles a day, um, kind of just running in and running out. And my body just learned that that was like, that was doable and I could do that. And then I just kind of like really got hooked on, I love running really far and nice and slow. And that's when my head kind of went, you know what, maybe ultras are where you kind of, where you can fit. <laughs> where well, yeah, if you're doing sort of 60, 70 miles a week just commuting, then you've, yeah, you already do more mileage than most people do that train for <laughs> ultras. Yeah, just don't talk to my work colleagues, they'll just tell you how crazy I am. <laughs> it comes to me in the shower, probably. Yes, it's pretty much my shower. You might as well have my yeah. name on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of like, um, that's definitely led me onto the path where I am at now, I guess. And have you been mostly injury free after that big first one and you're kind of back to being fit and healthy? Yeah, touch wood. I also started that magical thing called strength and conditioning as well. Ah. Um, which <laughs> if my coach was on there, she'd probably give a knowing nod that that's very difficult <laughs> as much as I don't like it. Yeah, I have to say it is like it's annoying, but it works and it does it really does help your strength and I found it really helped my speed as well. Um so yeah, yeah. it's definitely worth doing just when you've only got so many hours in the day and you like running it's quite easy to ignore that bit and go for another run isn't it definitely definitely for it later yes as um as you know <laughs> the minute. so um so you didn't really race last year then so you were saving it all for this year where you get lots of races in and nothing other than a global <laughs> pandemic could stop you getting your races done yeah, and I was convinced that would be fine. Exactly. <laughs> and um, and yeah. you, were, you were in for London, weren't you, this year? Yes, yeah. So I had a place um, in 2018, no, 2019, sorry, which I had to postpone. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, like at the end of last year, I did start thinking, right, God, start training let's book in um, a half marathon to kind of like be that, um, I don't know, target race yeah. in my training plan, book in a 20 miler and then we've got London. And then I booked race to the castle for in June. And I thought that's my year. So I was like four races will do it. It'll be, it'll be lovely. Um, and it was, it was lovely. Um, my training was going so well. <laughs> so well um i did um the big half um in london in march um this was when covid like this is beginning of march so this is when covid was a bit like mm, well we'll wash our hands and we'll be okay yeah my last race was a half as well in march and it was yeah it was kind of on its way wasn't it but to some extent it was uh, an issue mostly in other countries and yeah People didn't mm. quite think it would uh, devastate the whole country quite to the extent it has. Yeah, there wasn't even the like, oh, you need to keep distance. It was no. just, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's wash your hands a bit and trying to lick each other, and that's about it. Yeah, basically, just have to yeah keep yourself to yourself in a way. Um, So yeah, madness back when the world was normal-ish. How did that half go? You did got a good time on that, didn't you? From memory. So I started in the final pen, and um, I was like, I'm just going to run it, and we'll just enjoy it, and whatever. And um, actually, um, taking the pressure off myself meant I ran a massive PB. Um, so I knocked about 10 minutes off my half marathon time, um, which I was not expecting, and took it down to um, 131. Um, and yeah, I was like, this is it. That's good. So, yeah, that's just what you want coming into, yeah, just before London Marathon, isn't it? A really good half to boost your confidence. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, it was about two weeks later, I was in to run Twin Lakes 20, I think was the. Oh, yeah, Milton Keynes. Yeah, I was going to do that as well. Yeah. So, as you know, we, we were kind of um and ah in up until like couple of days before whether it would go ahead and um well (laughs) so yeah and then obviously London got delayed and eventually effectively cancelled so what did you do then how do you keep motivated when your races have all gone well I up until this year I had always gone about virtual races and been like nah why would you do that (laughs) (laughs) the whole point of racing is to go and race people um but I don't know like a few people um you may be aware of like the Barclay Marathons you're aware as you know um and when Laz Lake puts out a virtual race what are you going to do about it <laughs> in, in my head i thought this may be my only opportunity to be involved in something with las lake the legend yeah, very definitely yeah unless you get very lucky <laughs> and get in the barclay yeah yeah exactly so um i signed up to the great virtual race of tennessee um so decided to run a thousand k um across tennessee virtually and i thought that would keep me busy well, it should keep you busy for four months, but you were a bit overachieving, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is where um, my kind of previous habits of running twice a day really came into their own. Um, and very qu- it's very easy to, well, I say this, very easy to move up from 13 miles a day to 20 miles a day and... <laughs> what else are you going to do when you haven't got kids you finish your working day you're just going to go and run I suppose yeah because you did it in what one month and a week or something like that was it one month two weeks yeah it was about five weeks um so 500 and something mile months and then another week of about 100 to finish (laughs) it off yeah yeah you know (laughs) cash <laughs> just as you do yeah just as you do um so that that was that was fun actually um kind of tracking yourself across the country and i work for an american company so it was quite a novelty being able to log on to my calls and say hey i'm just running via <laughs> wherever at the minute um so. 
Memphis, Tennessee or something. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so after that, um, you were down for a race to the tower, was it? Castle. Castle. And you did that as a virtue, as I understand it, in the end. Yes. So, of course, you run one um, virtual race and you look for the next one. Um, so I also did the Centurion Week. Um, I know, I know. Um, well, we didn't know when this was going to end, did we? Um, but as silly as it sounds, when the um, virtual race to the stones, race to the castle, whatever, got put up, um, and you could do a thousand K, if not a thousand, sorry, a hundred K in a week, I kind of thought that's not that will seem like a silly challenge for me when I've been running over a hundred mile weeks previously. So I went on a run one day with someone we both know, one of the Redway runners, um, Matt, and kind of said to him, are you thinking about doing the virtual (laughs) threshold event? And we both kind of tentatively got the idea of why don't we do in one day, why don't we do the 100k? There's many good reasons not to run 100k in one day, but obviously you couldn't <laughs> think of any. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were obviously feeling very optimistic that day. <laughs> um, the sun was shiny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we about a week, two weeks before, we decided let's just do it. Um, so we started planning um are 100k self-supported um, around Rutland water yeah. Um, and yeah went for it which was great and that um, went fine completely self-supported 100%. yeah it went really really well um we were lucky enough like so we did it around a lake so we were coming back to our cars um so they were our checkpoints um we were lucky enough that a couple of friends came up and ran the first 27 miles with us, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. Obviously keeps you very distracted. And then my parents came up for to meet us at the end of our second lap and they were there at the end as well. So, um, yeah, it went really well. And we took, like, took about four, five hours off of our previous time at Race to the Stones. Which maybe just highlights how badly Race the Stones went, <laughs> maybe, or just how well we've trained, obviously. Um, but yeah, that was it went really well. Um, and well, then I just knew Ultras is where it's at. <laughs> so at what point, because obviously we're about to come onto the Fox in a minute, but I know you've also signed up for Big Race next year. So what order did that happen in? <laughs> Um, so, um, the Fox came first. So one of my friends that I run with in London, he was very keen to do his first ultra and he actually found this one. Um, so I hadn't heard of it before. Um, and he said, would you do it with me? And I was like, of course. Yep. Let's give it a go. Um, so that came first. And and... It was going to actually go ahead because of the, it's still, even now, ultras are being cancelled as we speak. So mm, you're just mm-mm. hoping that one would actually happen, were you? Yeah. So um, I think by this point, the Trail Association has started saying that some of the races were going to be able to go ahead. Um, 
I think I only booked onto this one maybe three, four weeks in advance. Okay. It's not too far in advance. Um, and it's not the biggest of races. So I think you can kind of take a bit of comfort in the fact that ones are more likely to go ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so signed up to that and it did go ahead which is <laughs> lucky enough so what is the fox then if people haven't heard of it because like you said i've certainly not heard of it either yes so it's one of these southern ones <laughs> um so it is um a 60k event um well i say that you can also do a marathon and a half marathon distance okay. as well um and it's on the fox's way which is a route that's down in Surrey. Um, so it's around Godamine or starts in Godamine. Um, it's a single loop round um, for the 60K. If you're doing the marathon or the half, you start kind of like halfway along the route, oh, okay. um, further along the route and you join that together. So that is quite nice for the ultra because start, you start earlier. Um, so on route, then you eventually catch up with the marathon runners and the half marathon runners. So there's, you do see quite a few people whilst you're on course. Um, so multi-terrain, it was probably about 20 to 30% road. Um, the rest was trails. Um, there were some really steep climbs, as you can imagine, kind of being near the North Downs way. Yeah, it's um, got a hilly around there, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's one specific really steep hill that you have to kind of clamber up, but it was good. Um, and there's also some short sections that are actually on, along the canal, so it's really picturesque. It's it's a really pretty route. In terms of obviously change for COVID and stuff, I think presumably starting in three sections probably helps and keep numbers down and stuff. Was there anything else you particularly noticed in terms of COVID measures that would keep everyone safe? So um, we were given a registration time. Um, so the earliest was like half six, I think, and it went up to like half seven, potentially. It was like a two minute slot, very small, but <laughs> effectively you arrived um, at the church hall in Godamine and there, it was great because there was no queues for the toilets. The idea being you arrive, you very quickly, so they advise you not to be there any earlier than 10 minutes before your registration mm -hmm. stop. You put your mask on, you go through, you get your number, you walk out the other side and you can start as soon as your number's attached. Um, so that was brilliant and I would recommend them to do that in races moving forward actually. Um, yeah, rolling start as soon as you're ready, kind of got took to the start line and they were setting people off like every 90 seconds um, from the start. Um, so felt very secure, very safe, very well managed, really happy about that, yeah. And then is it a navigated course or is it marked or are you following your watch, how do you get around? So it is marked, um, but at the beginning, there was some kind of confusion over some of the markings. So you're meant to turn off the canal about a after about a mile. And there was a group about 20, 30 of us who didn't see the markings. Yeah, so you know what, why don't you add on 
two and a half miles at the beginning of your ultra just wow. just to wrap it up you know um so um we were that that was that was challenging but once we got back on course it was reasonably well marked yeah <laughs> and in terms of how you ran it then or you were running with someone you said did you sort of stick together and go at a steady pace or just run it how you feel yeah so one thing i wanted to do this time after the ultra a couple of weeks ago was to go off steady and <laughs> not go off too fast no good um yeah and maintain that pace as well as we could um and even get faster if we could um so we did and it seemed to go really well um there was a few bursts of speed throughout um just when there was some nice downhills um but otherwise you know that feeling when you just start overtaking the people at the end of the race who went off too fast yeah like you. nothing could be smart um yeah so it was nice to have run run it how we should have run it and you finished in just under six and a half hours i think when i looked it up yes yeah so that was um i was pretty happy with that um considering that i'd stupidly done an ultra two weeks before um so can't complain too much <laughs> you clocked about 40 miles wasn't it i think when i looked at your strava yeah i think it was about 40.8 um so <laughs> it, should, yeah, it should have been 38 just over 38 miles no i see you did add a good bit on them well done yeah if you look at my strava as well there's this nice loop and then you can see this kind of line going up through the center and that's that's where we you went yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good time you finished about 9.30 pace didn't you on average so like you said that's a nice well paced ultra yeah not too bad not too bad right. hopefully so presumably um or well, as we kind of alluded to earlier you've got another challenge coming up next year <laughs> what one's that and why have you picked that one well I shouldn't have listened to your last episode, really. <laughs> I'm really regretting this. I did um, laugh when I was recording that one. And I were, <laughs> yeah, bestowing the bad points of 10 past 100, I was laughing at people that signed up to it. Yeah, well, that's yourself included, yeah, isn't included, it? Included, yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so Thames Path 100 um, next May, if all things go ahead, touch wood. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want it to go ahead now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been um, I've been umming and ahhing whether I wanted to do my first 100 next year, 100 miler, and um, it's this it's this kind of getting caught up in. Well, everyone else is doing it, so might as well. Um, <laughs> um, so there's the four of us doing it. I think um, unless we can get math to sign up as well. <laughs> I think <laughs> over his dead body, I think would probably be the case. But. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, so you've yeah. done uh, the 40 milers and the longest official race that you've done this year, isn't it? Yes, And then yeah. the race of Sands virtual one. So you're now, presumably, you're already sort of mapping out your training up to 10 past? Yeah, in a way. Um, so I've 
booked onto the Thames Trot, um, which is a go beyond event for the end of October, okay. as long as they go ahead. So that's 48 miles. Um, and then I have got um, another ultra in December, the Hurtwood 50, um, which will be a very different sort of race because it's going to be pretty muddy, I imagine. Um, everything that I've done so far has been pretty dry. So yeah. it's a sort of challenge. And then I've got, um, a, I think it's a 50 miler that is Bracken Beacon to Cardiff. Um, well, that'd be nice and flat, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Another great, great training run <laughs> for the Thames Park. Um, but I do live in London, which kind of gives a good, um, well, it, it, it's flat. When else is London beneficial to run in? But when you're right. training for a flat race. Um, so I think that would help in itself. Um, but yeah, I'm, it's going to be a challenge. I know it's going to be a challenge just because of the different sort of, like, because it's flat. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 yeah, it it's a challenge the tenth path, but it's kind of fun in a weird way. I think you will enjoy it. But I'm sure there'll be bits you wish you were staying at home or in the pub having a cocktail. Great, can't wait. Exactly. Um, yeah. That does uh, lead me on to the next point then, which is obviously um, as I chatted to uh, Lauren about last week about women ultras. I mean, as you said earlier, you're you're not the average ultra runner who's sort of middle-aged male having a midlife crisis. So I guess, why do you run ultras? And do you think, well, how should we encourage more people to join ultras? Um, so I think is what I've kind of tried to allude to um, throughout is that, like, for me, as much as I love running fast, like there is those times when running fast is just so much fun. Like yeah. I, I do prefer kind of running slower and just taking in the scenery and what you're doing and being able to enjoy the time on your feet rather than going, Oh my gosh, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I yeah. can't. Um, so that's why ultras really appeal to me. And it's such a mental challenge as much as a physical um you're always trying to solve problems think about what you need to be eating next what you need to be drinking next like are you in pain how can you sort that pain out there's there's so much to it um so that's why it really appeals to me um i think speaking to a lot of like my friends and other runners there's a massive misconception around ultra running in that you are you should go out and run it like marathon pace for a hundred miles and you don't stop and just you're just gonna be in a world of pain and it's gonna be horrendous. I think we'd all like to run a hundred miles a marathon pace, but I'm not quite sure it's gonna happen for me. <laughs> no way could I manage a marathon pace. Um but yeah I think there is a bit of a misconception around what ultra running is. Um I'm not sure why there's like a barrier or not a barrier, but maybe there's less women in it. Um, I really, I was, I've been trying to think about it, but for me, I don't see it as like 
I should be put off because I am female. Um, it's a very welcoming crowd when you when you run ultras. Um, if you fall over, there's always going to be someone to like pick you up. Um, Unless so, you're mad, in which case we just look at you lying on the floor and kind of go. <laughs> <laughs> you just go. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to leave you there. <laughs> so actually, it's probably a benefit being a female because <laughs> maybe you're more likely to be picked up. Exactly. Um, if you're a hairy beardy bloke, they just leave you on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you can fend for yourself. Um, yeah, so I don't. I I think it is because there's maybe a misconception on what ultra running is, um, and maybe it is because it's seen as you should run a half and then run a marathon and then run an ultra, and basically you're a more experienced runner if you run an ultra and all this. I've heard people say to me before, but you're so young, why do you run ultras? And it's like, you, you don't have to be a certain, just because you've reached a certain point <laughs> doesn't mean like that's the only thing you can do now. Yeah, yeah to some extent, I think a lot of people stop getting faster, don't they? So they then kind of look for the next challenge, but it doesn't mean you have to go that way, is it? Definitely not. Like, if you look at some of the runners that um, head out to like Great Western State and stuff like that, they are they are young. They're younger than me, and they're going out there and they're posting some amazing times. And that doesn't mean that like we have to, but it does mean that like the gate is open to all ages um, and all speeds. Fast right. yeah. And speaking of speed, I mean something Laura mentioned was that. Um, she's always sort of checking course cut off times and stuff before sign up which I have to admit I never have which was <laughs> surprising that some people do and maybe I should have done so offer you are is that something you ever looked at or did you sign up to 10 past 100 and thought I'll get it done I'm not even going to look at what the cut off is <laughs> maybe this is going to make me sound very arrogant as well but yeah I don't look at the cut off <laughs> or what but yeah I, I just never really considered it so yeah i don't know whether it's a naive thing or what um i'd be more likely to check it probably for a marathon than i would an ultra um i think yeah there are cut-off times but i think they're generous enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's see if i get chucked off thames path because i'm taking too long <laughs> well if you get lost and miss a turning then you might do who knows oh gosh yeah five miles wandering off in the wrong direction yeah the end of a tower bridge definitely gone the wrong way <laughs> yeah, you more seen it going that way but yeah. <laughs> oh, God, don't say that <laughs> oh cool. so as far as you're concerned then you've never sort of not felt welcome ultras it's just a, I suppose a matter of people realizing that they're not testosterone fueled sort of fast pb fest they are more of a personal challenge that anyone can do yeah and maybe that's just i've been lucky in my experience potentially um but like the fox ultra there was a lot of females there um which was really nice to see. Um, but yeah, I've, I've not had any kind of issues. I've not felt out of place being a female. Like I almost feel like um, 
it's more of a even playing field um i have read articles before like us as females we're e like we can easily compete against males along ultra distances yeah um, distance goes up the kind of slight performance difference narrows isn't it so Mm, mm, exactly so that should just encourage us <laughs> to to get out there and run but i would say to anyone like any female um who is kind of worried about running an ultra and thinking that it's more of a male dominated um distance like not at all not at all um and there's some great female ultra runners out there at the minute like Courtney Dewalter is like amazing to watch running. Yeah. Um, a lady that we were speaking about or were talking about watches about, Camille Heron. Um, yeah, she's absolutely yeah, top of her game and ridiculously good, isn't she? Exactly. And just looking at some of them, like there's so much inspiration out there at the minute. Um, so yeah, don't be put off by being female. I'll remind you of that at mile 100 of the 10th house. <laughs> yes. And at mile 103 when you're still not finished because it's a little bit longer. <laughs> exactly, because I decided to go on a detour. Oh, oh gosh. Um, yeah. Maybe don't talk to me at the end of 10th yeah. I'll very much doubt I'll be anywhere near you by that distance anyway. So <laughs> the beer, hopefully. Oh, gosh. Look, let's just oh. get to yeah. So other than 10th pass, have you got anything else sort of lined up challenge-wise or is that kind of your focus now and then you'll see what happens after that? Yeah, that's the big one. Um, so, yeah, just the lead-up kind of races to that, trying to keep fit, trying to not get injured. Um, so I've been a lot more sensible about my recovery this time after this ultra. Um, and yeah i guess i'm just gonna see whether i actually enjoy the 100 milers or not maybe it'll be too far maybe it won't be far enough no 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 <laughs> <laughs> race open today i think if you want to put your name in the ballot for that Ooh, yeah i'll leave that one to you for the time being yeah. <laughs> well, i'm gonna go back again at some point i think it was oddly appealing to return i don't quite know why but gosh i just well well done that's all i'm gonna say well done yeah, still don't quite know i finished it but there you go yeah just, um, that long yeah. it's as much luck as skill or ability or anything else but gosh well it's a uh, yeah kudos to you for just getting through that <laughs> you get a buckle you just get a medal you're not most hundreds you get a buckle you get 145 you get a medal it's a bit like oh medal <laughs> <laughs> I hope you left that in the feedback. Exactly. <laughs> cool, thank you. And if people want to uh, follow your um, exploits and stuff, are you on Twitter or Instagram? Yeah, um, so I'm on, well, I normally do most of my running spiel on Twitter, I guess. Um, so I'm at L, so E L L E underscore Bav, B A V. Um, and then I am on Instagram, um, and that's just ebav313 but yeah twitter's probably where i'm moaning about my running <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm more a fan of twitter than instagram personally but yeah each person yeah. their own preference don't they yeah yeah it's a good um, good running community on there 
yeah no it's i think it's very helpful as well there is the odd weirdo on there but that's life in general isn't it <laughs> you can't avoid them yeah. but... and the old person was just trying to pl- plug their book the whole time well there is that yeah, um the sequel gets published so i'll be dropping oh, okay well, there we go about how to get into ultra running so you know you won't need it because you've already done your hundred no well maybe i'll need to like maybe i'll, I'll just too early and i'll need a how to get back into ultra oh, that, exactly <laughs> why you it was a good idea in the first place yeah i'm still questioning myself my my poor parents that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> they've asked me multiple times why did you have to get into this distance yeah. they sort of indulge you when you started doing marathons and now they find you're about to 100 and wonder where you've gone wrong <laughs> well when i even when i said i was going to do my first marathon they said are you sure <laughs> um, and now they just leave me to it i have to say bless sure. them I think it's completely normal then that you're going to run 100 miles through the night along the Thames. Completely. Yeah. I think it was um, I think it was Lauren last week who said that she had to leave one of the checkpoints and they advised her to run with someone else because there was like dangerous people around. I was like, didn't even consider that. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, almost folklore about running through Reading on this Centurion events. It's not quite as as bad as it's made out to be but it's yeah it's it's an interesting highlight of the race <laughs> i'll um yeah bring some i don't know deodorant spray. Spray in them. yeah <laughs> cool well thank you very much for coming on and uh yeah best of luck training for 10 500 cool and to you um thanks for having me <laughs> yes thank you much Thanks to Ellie for coming on talking to us about the race and best of luck for the 10th Path 100 next year. This weekend, I'll be doing the opposite of an ultra and trying to run a fast 5k, a local Milton Keynes 5k event. This will probably hurt and once again remind me why I don't do short stuff. The weekend after is the fake London Marathon, the 4th of October. If you're down for that and looking to stage your very own mini London and don't know where to start, and I did post a recent article on my blog that may help. So head along to runlikeduck.co.uk. The main thing is don't expect it to be like the real thing, so make of it what you will. If you want to drink a beer every mile and finish hammered, it's up to you. If you want to pick a fast downhill course and try and get a good phrase time, that's up to you as well. So any events you'd like to see covered in future weeks, then please get in touch. I'm still trying to get my mate Maff on to talk about his first ultra at the Shires and Spires. He's a little bit reticent in the minute, but I'm hoping we can convince him and get him on here to explain just what it's like to run your very first ultra. Game over.